0: All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Today is Monday. It's going to be a sports day. Of course, I'll be recapping all the top sports action from the the latter part of the weekend. Uh, We we got some football to talk. I got one more divisional preview to go over. Today, I'll be going over the NFC South. I also will be going over the scores uh, from the week as well. And I'm going to be talking to some Antonio. Brown on top of that and I'll be finishing everything off of course with my MLB update Uh, today will be a little bit different I won't be going uh, through all the scores from yesterday uh, but I will be going over the top news stories a couple of the top news stories and I'll be going over the divisional uh, standings as well as the playoff races in terms of the wild card so let's get right into it of course I'll be starting off with that NFC South preview and the team I'll start off with is going to be the Carolina Panthers Uh, the Carolina Panthers would finish 2018 7-9. They also went 2-4 in their division uh, which was good enough for third. Over the offseason they would make a few key adds including offensive lineman Matt Par- uh, Paradis. Uh, they also would add defensive tackle Jared McCoy. Last year he would end up getting 28 uh, total tackles as well as 6 sets. They also uh, added a highly touted uh, highly touted linebacker in Brian Burns via this year's draft. Uh, in terms of some key losses Uh, they lost one of their veteran linebackers Thomas Davis last year he accounted for 79 total tackles and he also lost a key piece on their offensive line uh, the aging uh, but one of the one of their better offensive linemen Matt Khalil. some of their key returning starters of course going to be running back Christian McCaffrey last year he had 1098 yards also seven touchdowns However, his impact is also felt in the receiving game as well. Last year, he had 107 catches for 867 yards, as well as six touchdowns. They're also bringing back Luke Keekly on the defensive end. The linebacker had 130 tackles last year. He also had 20 tackles for loss, uh, two sacks, as well as two forced fumbles, and an interception as well. We're going to take a a quick look at this team by the numbers. Last year, uh, they would uh, finish 10th in offense, uh, total offense average. Averaging about 373 73 yards per game. They were also finished 14th in scoring, getting about 23, 23 and a half points a game. And they also would finish 15th in total defense, getting about 353, allowing about 353.8 yards a game. However, this team was a terrible, in my opinion, a terrible red zone defense. They ranked they ranked 27th uh, in red zone defense, allowing a touchdown basically 72% of the time. So whenever the team, whenever the teams, whenever teams got in between between the 10-yard uh, line on them, they pretty much always score. That is one of, was one of their biggest weaknesses last year. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk about the strength of this team going into this year. Uh, we're going to talk about the receivers uh, and the tight end position. Uh, wide receiver DJ Moore, of course, uh, he's coming into his second year, and he also caught 55 catches as a rookie. They were also able to sign Chris Hogan over the offseason as well. He's one. Of, he's a cool uh, slot receiver or third receiver uh, to have. You also have Christian McCaffrey, who I mentioned as well, who got almost a thousand yards receiving as well. Uh, We also got tight end Greg Olson here, who had a little bit of a down year, but I expect to get to get it back. He had 27 catches last year for 291 yards. He also had four touchdowns as well. Uh, for this team, they have a couple of weaknesses, but I think their main one uh, might be the offensive line. They're bringing in some new faces, and also their uh, normal starting left tackle, Daryl Williams, is returning from an ACL injury. Uh, they also picked up a second-round draft pick in Greg Little. Uh, some, some of the new faces that they were bringing in are, are going to be Trey Turner as well as Taylor Morton, and this is a squad that ranked middle of the road in sacks. Uh, they gave up 32 last year. Uh, and another weakness here for this team is going to be a minor one. Uh, I think it's going to improve over the course of the season, possibly. Uh, but one of them is going to be the pa- uh, the other one is going to be the pass rush. Last year, they ranked 27th uh, in overall, uh, 27th in the pass rush last season, only generating about 35 sacks through the entire season. So, again, uh, that's one of their biggest uh, issues here. However, uh, they were in action Uh, uh, This Sunday, so we're going to break that game down just quick uh, just for a little bit. Uh, They played, of course, they played against the uh, L.A. Rams and they took a loss here. 30 to 27 was the final score. Uh, As far as the stats are concerned, the Rams, they were led by Jared Goff. He went 23 of 39. For 186 yards, he also threw for a touchdown as well. We also got running back Todd Gurley leading all the rushers in terms of yardage with 97. Uh, however, Malcolm Brown, the backup was able to get two touchdowns on the ground as well as 53 yards. Uh, as far as receiving, we have Robert Woods getting eight catches in 70 yards. We also got Tyler Higby at the tight end spot getting a touchdown there as well. And as far as defense is concerned, you got Eric Weddle leading the way. He had six total tackles and also linebacker Dexter Fowler Jr. got two total tackles and a sack. As far as the Panthers are concerned though, they were led by a course quarterback Cam Newton who went 25 of 38. For 239 yards, no touchdowns but he do, do for an interception. Uh, up next, we had Chris, uh, Christian McCaffrey, always an X-Factor for his team. He had 128 rushing yards and two touchdowns. He also had 70, uh, sorry, seven catches for 81 yards. Uh, running back Alex Arma also ran for a touchdown as well. And the, uh, the second-year wide receiver, DJ Moore, uh, he got seven catches and 76 yards. Uh, moving on to the uh, Carolina Panthers on defense, they were led by linebacker Luke Kuechly, who had eight total tackles. Uh, they also had defensive back, James Bradley provide four tackles for them. He also got a sack and an interception. So let's move on to the next team here in the NFC South. Uh, we're going to be breaking down uh, the, I'm sorry, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, last year they were go on to finish 13 and three. They will also win the NFC South, going four and two in the division. Uh, they will go on to lose the NFC Championship games, uh, the NFC Championship game. Uh, versus the Rams on that very controversial play. Uh, But over the offseason, they will make a really good addition, in my opinion. Uh, They will add tight end Jared Cook, who last year had career highs in catches with 68, also in receiving yards at 896 and receiving touchdowns. And I'm very surprised that the Raiders let him go. I really did not understand that one. Uh, But moving on, they also added Latavius Murray at running back and also defensive lineman, Mario Edwards. Uh, Some key losses for this team, of course, will be tight end Ben Watson. They also lost running back Mark Ingram, who last year had 645 rushing yards and also six touchdowns. Center Max Unger also retired as well. And they lost defensive end Alex Okafor, who had 36 uh, total tackles and also four sacks. Some key returning starters for them Of course, running back Alvin Kamara, last year he had 883 rushing yards for 14 touchdowns. He also had 81 receptions for 709 yards as well as four touchdowns. And they're also bringing in the really underrated defensive end. Uh, Cameron Jordan who last year had 49 total tackles as well as 12 sacks. Let's take a look at this team by the numbers for a little bit. Last year they finished 8th in total offense and they averaged uh, 379 yards per game. They were going to finish 3rd in scoring with 31 and a half points per game. They also finished 14th in total defense with 349 yards allowed per game. They also finished 2nd against the Rush with only 80, well actually slightly over 80 yards allowed per game. Uh, The strength here Going into this year is gonna be the running back position. Of course, Alvin Kamara is already the 16th, all uh 16th all-time on the Saints rushing list. He has a thousand six hundred and eleven career yards, he's likely to get a lot more. I think he's gonna be an all-purpose back, so I think the rushing yards might not be the highest ever on the team, but if we're talking all-purpose yards, I think he definitely crushes that record within the next three or four years. Uh, they were also seventh in total rushing as a team. Averaging 120 126 rushing yards per game, and they also led the league in rushing touchdowns last year in 22nd at uh, 27. Excuse me. Uh, the we- the main weakness on this team is going to be the secondary. They will go on to finish 29th in overall pass defense. They averaged about, they actually allowed about 268 yards per game. They only were 18th in interceptions, just getting 12 of them as well. Uh, they also finished 22nd in terms of uh, pa- a touchdown passes thrown on them. They gave up 30 touchdowns last year through the air so not really a good stat there that's their biggest problem uh they will be in action tonight though against the texans monday night football double header so uh they, you will get a chance to see them tonight this year uh for the first time this year uh let's move on we got the tampa bay buccaneers uh they finished 5 and 11 last season 2 and 4 versus the division over the offseason they added linebacker slash safety deon buchanan They also added defensive end Raheem. Nunez Roches. As far as some key losses, of course, uh, Gerald McCoy, he had six sacks last year for them. Also, some a forced fumble there. They also lost wide receiver Adam hum- Humphreys. I think he had over 800 yards of catches for them uh, last season, about 75 or more catches. So, again, a, a deep threat or just a yeah receiving threat that Jame- Jameis Winston could have thrown to. They are now gone. Uh, but some key returning starters for them, of course, is going to be quarterback Jameis Winston, who is on the hot seat. Uh, last year, he had a starting record of three and six. Of course, he had a split time with other backups. Uh, has not really solidified himself as the man in Tampa Bay yet. Uh, last year, he had a 64.6 completion percentage, also 18 touchdowns. Which is uh, 18 touchdowns to 14 interceptions and he also had a quarterback rating of 71.8. I think this is his last year. They brought in Bruce Arians uh, for a reason. Uh, Bruce Arians is known to be a quarterback whisperer and then on top of that he has somewhat of a relationship, a positive relationship uh, with Jameis Winston so if that does not work look for that man to be out of here just being, just being honest. They're also bringing back Levante David at the linebacker spot last year he would have 120 total tackles, also 13 13 tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. He also had two fumble recoveries as well. Uh, taking a look at this team by the by the stats and, and by the numbers, not really great in any real department. Actually, they were actually uh, they were third in total offense. I'll give you that they had a pretty solid offense. Uh, they were averaging about 40 uh, 415 yards per game. First in passing offense, 320 yards per game. Uh, so they were good in those stats. They were also 12th in scoring as well, and also third in passing TDs. That's crazy for a five and 11 team, but I, I'll give you that. But uh, their biggest issue was on defense, where they were. Just downright terrible, in my opinion. 27th in overall defense, 383 yards allowed per game, 31st, excuse me, in scoring defense, giving up 29 uh, points a game as well. And then it would go on to finish 22nd in third down conversion, uh, failing to get off the field keeping opponents on the field they would only convert on those 43 percent of the time so or I, if you can look or if you want to look at it this way offense is converted 43 uh 40.3 percent of their third downs on them so they stayed on the field Throughout the game, for, for long stretches of the game, and uh, they got worn out at some point as well. But going into this year, uh, this is another team that has a that has a really good strength uh, here at the, the wide receiver slash tight end department. Uh, they they have wide receiver Mike Evans, who last year caught 86 uh, catches, also 1,524 yards, as well as eight touchdowns. They're also going to be having some uh, some depth here with Chris Godwin and also Rashard Perriman They both not uh, combine for nine total receiving touchdowns last year. They also have two good tight ends here, receiving tight ends as well as blocking tight ends here. In uh, OJ Howard, who had 34 catches last year, five hundred sixty five yards he also had five touchdowns as well they also got Cameron Bray who had 30 catches last year for 289 yards and also six touchdowns they talk a lot about Baltimore's tight ends but uh, Tampa Bay's tight ends don't get no type of love they really balling out here uh, but let's move on to the weakness of this team and it's going to be the, the defense all around. Uh, they also finished 26th in pass defense with 289 yards, actually 259.4 uh, yards allowed per game. They also gave up 34 passing touchdowns last season. That was good enough for 30th in the league. They also gave up 29. They also were 29th in the rush uh, department there on defense as well, giving up 125.9 yards a game. They were also 22nd in turnovers only forcing 17 of them. And the cult part about it is going into this year, uh, their two best defensive players, Levante, David, and Bita Vea, uh were dealing with some injury issues as well. And they may or may not have been available for uh, this first week's game. But as far as that is concerned, I believe they took a L L uh, to the Niners. Uh, let me double check here. I don't have the final score here, but they did take an L to the Niners. So that's all that matters. So already uh, they are starting off the season on a bad note. Never mind. I do have that final score. Uh, The Bucs did lose that game to the Niners, 31-17. There you go. Already a bad start for Jameis. I don't like it. Let's move on to the final team here in the NFC South, and that will be the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, They finished 2018 7-9 and with a four and two divisional record go figure i think it's because they're just familiar with all these teams but again uh they did not go to the playoffs uh, as far as some key additions for them, they brought in a couple kickers to replace uh, Matt Bryant. They brought in Giorgio Tavecchio, who uh, actually had 100% field goal percentage last season. They also brought in kicker Blair Walsh, uh, who, who's not as accurate, but uh, who has some more experience, uh, I think a little bit more, uh, definitely some, some more experience than Tavecchio. They also brought in, uh, they also drafted offensive lineman Chris Lindstrom, as well as as well as well Caleb McGarry. They also added uh, veteran offensive lineman Lyman, jamon brown and also matt carpenter uh, they also brought in defensive end adrian claiborne as well uh some key losses for them of course like i said matt bryant i believe he went on to retire last year he would finish the season with a 95.2 percent field goal percentage as well as uh uh, completing 94.3% of his extra point attempts. Over his career, he had an 86.2% field goal percentage as well. Uh, that was their main loss there. Nothing really else uh, major, uh, but some key returning starters. Of course, we already know about wide receiver Julio Jones. Last year, he would catch 113 catches, oh, catch 113 passes, excuse me, for 1,167 yards as well as eight touchdowns. He also got linebacker Deion Jones. He had 53 total tackles last year, as well as two interceptions. Let's take a look at this team by the numbers. Uh, Last year, they were finished sixth in total offense, 389 yards per game. Uh, They also were finished fourth in total passing defense. Matt uh, Matt Ryan was a big part of that. Thorn for 35 touchdowns, also 7 interceptions, and uh, 4,924 yards. Uh, but defense is a, is a another place where they struggled again. Just like with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who had a really great offense looked like, uh, but their defense was just not on par. They finished uh, The Falcons finished 28th in overall defense, 384 yards and a half allowed per game. They also finished 25th against the run. Uh, they were allowed 124.9 yards a game. As far as the strength of this team, is going to be concerned. Another another team with uh, great wide receivers uh, and a tight end. Uh, this team has Muhammad Sanu, who went went on to catch 66 catches last year for 838 yards, as well as four touchdowns. Uh, Calvin Ridley really also went on to catch 64 catches, as well as 821 yards and 10 touchdowns. And as far as the tight end spot is concerned, of course, you have Austin Hooper, who had 71, uh, 71 total catches last year. He also had 660 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, they're also going to be pretty solid on the defensive line too. Uh, I think they're going to be bringing back Tack McKinley. He had 22 total tackles as well as seven sacks. And of course, Vic Beasley will be back as well. Last year, he had 20 total tackles and five sacks. The weaknesses, uh, the w- one weakness for this team, I'm going to say, is going to be uh, the, the offensive line position. Of course, they brought in a few different offensive linemen. Uh, the rookies, Lindstrom and, and McGarry, are expected to get some starting uh, time this year. Uh, and also the vets, Jamar, Brown, and Carpenter are uh they're fringe starters, I think, at best, so they're bringing them in now, and they're a little bit worried how, about how they're all going to perform together. Uh, McGarry is currently dealing with a treatable heart condition, so there you go. There's another added layer there, so again, they're line is a little bit questionable and also the overall health of the team last year they uh they suffered seven injuries to starters uh, including Vic beasley that's why his numbers were were down so much uh but they were in action uh on sunday uh let's break that game down and the falcons did lose that game 28 12 versus the vikings uh the vikings now stand at 1-0 on a year of course the falcons are Zero and one. Uh, For the Falcons, they were led by quarterback Matt Ryan. Uh, he, had, he went 33 of 46 for 304 yards. He also threw for two touchdowns and two interceptions. On the ground, Ito Smith led the way with just 32 yards. In terms of receiving, uh, t- a tight end Austin Hoover, uh, Hooper had nine catches for 77 yards, and wide receiver Calvin Ridley had 64, uh, 64 receiving yards and a touchdown. Julio Jones caught a touchdown pass as well. And on defense, they were led by t- a defensive tackler, tackles, excuse me, Tyler Davidson who had eight uh, total tackles and also defensive tackle uh, Grady Jarrett who had eight total tackles as well. Uh, Let's move on to the Vikings. Uh, We have quarterback Kirk Cousins. He was 8 of 10 for 98 yards. He threw for a touchdown, also ran for a touchdown. Uh, Running back Dalvin Cook led the way on the ground with 111 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Adam Thielen also caught a touchdown pass, if I'm not mistaken as well, uh, was was uh, was the one that caught that touchdown pass. Uh, as far as defense goes, um, uh, safety Harrison Smith had nine total tackles and defensive back xavier woods had seven total tackles as well all right y'all so this is my wrap up for all the pre the divisional previews as far as this division is concerned this year i got the saints winning i, I liked the addition uh with jared cook i thought the Latavius murray pickup made sense i think mario edwards is a good addition to a already good an emerging defensive line uh, i think the uh, passing defense needs to come through but i think they have some good talent there i think eli white for what it's worth is talented he just has to get his mind right and hopefully being in new orleans and away from new york and you know away from an ego city like that he can probably get some things together uh but again i have them winning this division again as far as how i have it going ranked uh i would have uh I would have them finishing uh, first. I got the Carolina Panthers coming in at second. Uh, as far as win total for both teams, I got New Orleans winning around 12 or 11. As far as uh, Carolina is concerned, I can see them winning 10, going 10 and 6, uh, possibly 9 and 7. Uh, next up, we have, uh, I'm going to go with Carolina. Carolina, I'm sorry, not Carolina, but Atlanta. I think Atlanta, again, For them, I think they're just. I think the Carolina Panthers are just better than them this year, as well as the Saints. Uh, I do think they finish around eight and eight. Again, I don't. I'm not really. I'm not really sold in that running game. And again, I think the uh, the defense it has some still has some questions there, especially with uh, this first week's game in the books. They definitely have some more questions to answer. I don't work. I don't know where Devontae Freeman was in terms of that running game either. Um, and Julio Jones. I mean, he did catch a t- touchdown, uh, but he wasn't necessarily a. a big factor in the game yesterday so again there's a lot of questions for the Falcons I have them finishing third so that leaves uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers left I I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers finished last in the division but I think they have a few more wins this season I think they have some positive some positive juju going into the next season I think Jameis Winston possibly saves his job uh let's say seven and nine eight and eight Uh, but things look better. I still think they deal with some issues as well. So let's take a quick break. And when I come back, I got got some news to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about some AB, get it off my chest, get it all over with, and then I'll go into the rest of the NFL scores and we'll wrap everything up in the NFL. All right, y'all. I'll be right back. Alright y'all, let's get back into it Uh, I got some brief NFL news to go over Of course, your man Antonio Brown is on the move once again This time he will be in New England He officially signed a one-year deal with the Patriots After being cut by the Raiders Saturday morning Uh, The deal is worth $15 million It's going to be a $9 million signing bonus He also has $10 million guaranteed There's also going to be $5 million in incentive And he will be eligible to play next week those are the facts. Uh, I'm just going to make this uh, quick and brief. Uh, the only the only real feelings I have is I have none. I'm glad he's gone. I didn't want to deal with him. He doesn't want to play here. Good riddance. We don't need him. Fuck him. Uh, off to the next one. Let's move on. Uh, let's go on to the scores. The Jaguars uh, take a loss to open up the season. To the uh, to the Chiefs, 26 to 40 is the final score there. In some AFC East action, we had the Bills uh, pulling off their first win of the year, getting it done against the Jets, 17 to 16. Uh, outside of that, we have um, oh, excuse me, uh, we had the Titans beating the Browns really bad, 43 to 13. I like that because the Browns got so much hype this year. Everybody was talking so much shit about them. And it feels good for them to eat some humble pie pretty early. 43-13, like I said, is the final score for the Titans. They were led, of course, on the offense by Marcus Mariota. He threw, he went for 14 for 24, uh, 20, uh, 248 yards. He also threw for three touchdowns. He also had 24 yards on the ground. Uh, running back Derrick Henry led the way on the ground. He had 84 yards, also a touchdown as well. He also caught, oh yes, he had uh, 75 receiving yards and a touchdown as well. Rob uh, receiver A.J. Brown led all receivers with three catches and 100 yards, and tight end Delaney Walker had five catches for 55 yards and two touchdowns. On the defense, Logan Ryan would lead the way. He had eight total tackles, a half, a sack and a half, um, and also a interception as well. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro, to safety, had seven total tackles, and the Titans, as a team, as a team, forced five total sacks and also three interceptions. As far as the Browns are concerned, uh, they were led by quarterback Baker Mayfield, who went twenty-five of thirty-eight for two hundred eighty-five yards. He also threw for a touchdown and three interceptions. Like I said before, on the ground, uh, running back Nick Chubb led the way he had 75 yards uh, running back Dontrell Hilliard also ran for a touchdown as well OBJ caught 7 catches for 71 yards and tight end David Njoku had a receiving touchdown on top of that on defense the Browns were led by linebacker Joe Schobert. he had 9 total tackles and uh, safety Morgan Burnett had 6 total tackles in the sack and finally defensive end Miles Garrett had five total tackles and two sacks. Uh, let's move on. The Ravens got a big win against the Dolphins. 59-10 was the final score. The Eagles get it done against the Redskins 32-27. In overtime, the Chargers get a win against the Colts 30 to 24. We're gonna break this one down real quick for the Colts. They were led by Jacoby Brissett on the offense. He went 21 to 27. He had 190 passing yards as well as two touchdowns. Running back Marlon Way, Marlon Mack excuse me, would lead the way only the, on the rushing end. He had a hundred and 74 yards. He also had a touchdown as well. And Robert receiver T.Y. Hilton will lead, the all rece- will lead the receivers on the Colts uh, with eight total catches, 87 yards, and also two touchdowns. On defense, the Colts uh, got help from Anthony Walker Jr. He had seven total tackles. Also, linebacker Darius Leonard, who had seven total tackles as well. And safety Malik Hooker had five total tackles and an interception. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we have, as far as the charges are concerned, um, they were led by Phillip Rivers on the offense. He went 25 of 34 for 333 yards. He also had three touchdowns and an interception. Uh, running back Austin Eckford had 58 rushing yards and a touchdown. He also had six catches, 98 yards, and also two touchdowns. Wide receiver Keelan, uh, sorry, Keelan Allen had eight total catches for 123 yards, also a touchdown. And on defense, the Chargers were led by linebacker Kaiser White. He had nine total tackles. And linebacker Thomas Davis had uh, 14 total tackles as well. Let's move on. The Seahawks get a win against the Bengals. 21 to 20 was the final score here. Let's break this one down as well. Quarterback Andy Dalton would lead the way uh, for the Bengals, going 35 of 51. He had 418 passing yards as well as two touchdowns. Uh, two touchdowns Wide receiver John Ross had a great game as well, having seven catches, 158 yards, and also two touchdowns. On the defense, the Bengals were led by defensive end Sam Hubbard, who had 10 total tackles and two sacks, and defensive back Drake or Patrick had five total tackles and a sack as well. For the Seahawks, on offense, they were led by uh, quarterback Russell Wilson, who went 14 to 20. He had 196 passing yards, as well as two touchdowns. Running back Chris Carson had 46 rushing yards and a touchdown, as well as six catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown there as well. Uh, the rookie, DK Metcalf had four uh, four catches for 89 yards and wide right receiver Tyler Lockett also caught a receiving touchdown as well. On defense, they were led by defensive back, Trey Flowers, who had 10 total tackles. Also, linebacker Bobby Wagner, he had nine. And defensive end, Quentin Richardson, had six total tackles and two sacks. Moving on, uh, we got the, the Cowboys getting it done against the Giants. 35-17 to 17 was the final score. And finally, we got the cards tying uh with the lions 27 to 27 uh we also got oh finally i'm sorry we have uh the sunday night uh, games here the steelers uh took a big loss to the patriots 33 to 3 was the final score and of course uh like i said monday night football we have a double header texas and the saints and then it's going to be followed by the broncos at the raiders uh that should those Two games should be really good. I'll be breaking those down tomorrow morning. All right, y'all, we will be back in just a second. I got some MLB uh, news to go over as well as the standings, so I'll be right back. Alright, y'all. I am back and I'm going to wrap everything up today with some baseball talk. I'm going to start off with some news from around the league. Starting off in Boston, uh, and they fired uh, recently fired their president of baseball operations, Dave Dombrowski. Uh, last season, he led the team to a World Series victory against the Dodgers. Uh, currently, though, the Sox are eight games back in the wild card. They're also 17 17 and a half games back uh, behind the Yankees in the uh, AL East. That's good enough for third place. And they actually lost to them last night, 10 to 5. Um, this was crazy because, of course, you know, like I said, they won the World Series last year. Uh, and his contract was actually set to expire Next season, so they even let him uh, get his uh, his last season in, and um, you know I guess the team is you know very disappointed about uh, their direction right now. Um, apparently, they brought in Andrew Cashman, of course, over the course right before the trade deadline that hasn't worked out as well and it looks kind of like they are in a somewhat of a spiral um but i I just thought that you know coming into this year i think a lot of teams just happened to improve uh the the yankees uh they were dealing with a lot of uh injuries last season they were even dealing with them this year and uh the yankees just got a whole lot better Uh, and i think the the rays did too and and the american league in general so um again i maybe dombrowski is to you know is to blame for that um but again uh, i think well i think the biggest reason why here is um there's there's so many games back behind the yankees and they've been getting smacked by them um the entire season and, and for those of you who may not know you know, the Yankees are the, the Red Sox main rivals, So if you're losing them a lot, if they're winning, you know, a lot and they have an opportunity to win a World Series that season or something, then a lot of cases, I mean, and I guess it would mean a firing for certain coaches. Again, this is just how the rivalry goes. I think I think a part, I think part of it is really just their, uh just the, how far back they are behind from the Yankees. I do think it's crazy, though, that you dump somebody a uh, year after they take you to a championship. I do think that's weird, but again, I think again this is a different rivalry that we're dealing with, and Boston does not like to lose to the, to the Yankees, and there's a really good chance that the Yankees may even win a World Series title this year, and um, that does not sit well with people in Boston, so I'm a little bit surprised about how early it is, being that he has a whole other season to go, and he's already taken into a World Series, but again, uh, it's not my decision to make. So let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Chicago Cubs. Uh, last night, they lost uh, to Milwaukee 8-5. to That was their third straight loss. They are now currently four and a half games back in the NL Central Division to the Cardinals. Uh, also, the bad news—we have some more bad news for the team too. Javi Baez, his backup at the second base position, Addison Russell, uh, is also—he also suffered a nasal contusion in the third inning. It could be a possible uh, possible concussion after he was hit by a pitch. He's also looking—he's going to be missing some time too. So again, uh, there's no guarantee. Uh, what this team will be looking like in the next few days. Uh, John Lester had a poor start uh, last night. He uh, went five in the third innings, and he had seven hits, and he gave up eight runs as well. Uh, Currently, his ERA is at a 4.51. The Cubs rallied in the third to... To tie, it, watched it go up in that game three to one, uh, but the very next inning, uh, Lester would give up five more runs, and he would eventually be pulled in the sixth inning. Uh, the Cubs still had the second wild card spot, uh, but the, the Diamondbacks are within a game and a half of them, and even the Brewers are chart starting to chip away at that win, at that lead. They are just two games back. Um, now the, the the thing about it is, uh, currently. The Cubs have a 29 and 42 record on the road this season. And a lot of their games, let's just well, let just be honest here. Ten of, their next, uh, ten of their games are gonna be on the road. And again, they have a four-game series in San, San Diego, which is winnable. Uh, San Diego is a beatable team, but again, this is a team that struggles on the road. They also have to go and have they also have a three-game series on the road in Pittsburgh. So again, Pittsburgh is a beatable team. You know, the Cubs just don't necessarily win on the road. And finally, this is going to be the killer for them. Or this is going to be the make or break series for them, I believe. Um, They're going to have to go three games on the road to the current leader's house in uh, St. Louis. They have to go face the Cubs three times on the road. It's going to be a difficult shot for them. They're still in the race. They still have a, a, a second wild card spot. So the question is, can they hold on? I don't know. I really don't know. But let's move on to the standings. We're going to start off in the AL East. Uh, we're going to start off with the top, of course. And the Yankees, they are still on top. They are 94 and 50. They actually made some history uh, last night when beating uh, the Red Sox. Uh, they actually broke their franchise record of 268 home runs. Uh, outfitter Aaron Judge, uh, set, uh, shortstop Labor Torres, who hit his 35th last night, and also third baseman Mike uh, Tauschman. All homered last night. Again, they're um, they're still a little bit behind the Minnesota Twins right now. They're homering at a high rate as well. Uh, but the Yankees happened to break their franchise record uh, last night. Let's move on to the second place uh, team here, the Rays. They are at 86 and 59, eight and a half games back. Nine and one in the last ten. Uh, the Rays are bringing back one of their starting pitchers, Tyler Glass. Now he had a pretty good outing last night. Going for two innings, he threw for 20 uh, threw 41 pitches, 25 of them were strikes. Uh, the Rays get the win against the Blue Jays, eight to three. Let's move on to the Red Sox. Of course, we already know about know a little bit about them firing their president. Uh, they they're currently at third place right now. Like I said, 76 and 67, 17 and a half games back. Of course, five and five in the last ten. Uh, the bottom uh, rung of this division here, we have the Blue Jays at 55. 89 and also the Orioles at 46 and 89. Let's move off to the AL Central where the Twins are on top. They are 88 uh yes, 88 and 55, 6 and 4 in the last 10. For the Twins, they took an L last night to Cleveland. Cleveland is trying to inch their way back into a wild card spot. And for the Twins, they are going to be missing a member of their rotation. Right-handed pincher Michael Pineda has been uh, suspended 60 games for taking a diuretic, usually that is used as a masking agent for other players. Uh, banned substances so there you go uh this two the six 280 pound uh pitcher is currently 11 and five this year with a 4.01 era so there you go and like i said with cleveland they are the second place team here in the al central uh they are one game back in the wild card with that win last night against the twins uh let's move on to third place we have the white Sox here at 63 and 80 and at the bottom we have the royals at 53 and 91 and the tigers at 42 and 100 god it must suck to be a detroit man damn 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 let's move on to the al west and we have the astros here at 94 and 50 they've gone seven and three in the last ten the uh astros destroyed the mariners 21 to one uh let's see first baseman yardin alvarez had six rbis right fielder george springer had six rbis to pitcher staff didn't give a damn about any Mariners that day nobody was spared uh, up next we have the A's in the second place spot they are 84 and 59 uh, seven uh seven and a half, sorry nine and a half games back seven and three in the last ten uh, the A's they brought they're bringing back some uh, more pieces to their rotation as well uh Sean Manea he made his return this year from soldier uh, so shoulder injury uh, he had ten strikeouts he only gave up a run in seven innings and we got a win against tires through the one. Up next, we had the, the Rangers here at 72 and 73. Up next, you have the Angels at 67 and 77. And finally, you have the Mariners here at 58 and 86. The Mariners lost. uh This was their worst loss in franchise history. Over to actually, yes, they lost by 20 runs. And uh this is they've been eliminated a long time from the playoff. Uh, race but again this is their 18th uh, year since their last playoff appearance so there you go bad 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 let's move on to the nl east where you have the Braves, Mer- the Braves, excuse me on top 89 to 55 91 last 10 next up you have the nationals at 79 and 63 just nine games back uh five and a half uh five and five excuse me in the last 10 next up we have the phillies here 74 and 68 14 games back, five and five in the last 10, and rounding up the bottom, we have the Mets at 72 and 70, and the Marlins at 51 and 91. Uh, for the Nats and the Brewers, they wrapped up their weekend series. Uh, the Braves were able to win that series 3 to 1. Uh, the Nats were able to avoid the sweep last night, winning 9 to 4. Uh, let's move on to the NL Central. Uh, we have the Cardinals here on top, 81 and 62. Uh, we also have the Cubs here in the second place spot. Oh, sorry, the cut The Cards have gone 7-3 in the last. 10. The Cubs are second place, 77 and 66, four and a half games back, five and five in the last 10. The Brewers are third place here, 74 and 68, 60, uh, six and a half games back, seven and three in the last 10. And round out the bottom, we have the Pirates and the Reds. i sorry, the Reds and the Pirates. The Reds are 67 and 77, and the Reds are 62 and 81. Let's move off to the A.O. of the NL West, excuse me, where we have the Dodgers here at 93 and 52. They are five and five in the last ten. Up next, we have the Diamondbacks, who are pretty much surging in terms of a wall card spot, uh, but they are currently 17 backs, 17 games back in their division. 75 and 68 is their current record. They've gone eight and two in the last ten. Uh, we have the uh, the Giants here at 69 and 74. The Padres up next in the four place spot at 66 and 76. And finally, at the rear, we have. The Rockies at 60 and 84. The Dodgers, uh, they will go on to win uh, last night against the Giants, 5 to zip. Uh, shortstop Corey Seager had a three run homer. Pitchers Julio Arias and also Kenta Maeda, Uh, they went for six innings, uh, gave up four hits, but zero earned runs. And also they had 10 strikeouts between the both of them. Uh, Rich Hill and uh, first baseman Max Muncy will be returning for the Dodgers uh, from the DL this week as well. So they get some uh, much needed depth in terms of uh, offense and defense. And uh, they're looking to hold on to that that first place spot which is of course the gimme and the question for them is always going to be how far will they get in the playoffs all right y'all i'm going to wrap everything up for today uh for the rest of this week i had i'm still working on that parks and recreations um, review i'm re-watching that show a little bit now uh also am working on another uh on my part six to my golden state issue the history of california immigration i also will be going over some news tomorrow morning uh Monday night football. I'll be talking about Monday night football tomorrow morning as well as a Hurricane Dorian aftermath update and uh probably be some word on the streets and some news, overall news tomorrow morning as well, maybe even tomorrow afternoon. Uh, but if you're looking to get in touch with me, you can reach me on my gmail at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is eljbutler75 at gmail.com. Once again, that is ljbutler75 at ELJ Butler75 at gmail.com gmail.com i'm also on facebook and instagram at l jamal johnny that is e-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i once again it's l jamal johnny e-l-j-a-a-m-a-h-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i don't be afraid to look me up hit me up i'm available i also have a facebook page for the show as well at never out of bounds i have some more links there to my paypal also to my cash App as well if you are looking to make donations or again looking to interact with me some more all right y'all if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love and i will holler at y'all later